Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Super Entertainment Brothers podcast. My name is Nick, and I'm with my friend, Davlin. All right, so this episode's been delayed a little bit, but we're getting it recorded now, and we're going to be discussing Midnight Mass, the Netflix limited series that dropped about a month ago that was extremely popular, and then Squid Game came out, which kind of took it down a bit. Mm, it wasn't huge, but it was pretty pretty popular. It came out around the same time as Squid Game, so. Yeah. How did Squid Game get so popular? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I thought Netflix was dead. Not gonna lie. But it came. I, I haven't watched it, so. But honestly, like Disney Plus was what more popular than Netflix at the time because they had What If, uh, the Up Show came out, so. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty popular, though. Yeah. But Midnight Mass is what, the third limited series, I think, by Mike Flanagan, who created Haunting of Hill House and Haunting of Bly Manor. And Midnight Mass mm-hmm. is the next one, which is completely unrelated. And it is about what, a young priest coming to a town coming to an isolated island called crockett island and then weird things start to happen some miracles some mysterious dramatic things so it's a mystery horror limited series and by the horror mastermind mike flanagan yeah i haven't seen haunting of hill house or haunting of blind manor yet but i want yeah, I, I was going to watch them before. Or I was going to watch them, actually, but I, I just, you know, this October's been pretty busy, so. I yeah, I'm going to watch so many horror movies, but instead I just watched James Bond and didn't even love movies. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I, I've only been watching, the movies I've been watching is horror, and the TV shows I've been watching is horror, but I just haven't had time, but luckily I've made time for this, thank God. Um, yeah, I was able to make time for Bond, Denis Villeneuve, um, leading up to Dune, and then Midnight Mass. Yeah, yeah, this is, yeah, this was in the middle, I was, I started this watching, or I started watching this in the middle of, like, five other shows I was watching. Jeez. Uh, yeah, yeah, now it's calmed down, now I'm watching, like, two shows, but, yeah, I was sort of... You know, like, I'm going to have to stop watching some of these. And some of them were just, like, really... I was watching them, and they got really bad. So I was just like, okay, I'm just going to watch Midnight Mass. And once you get into it, it's a pretty... You kind of can't stop watching. You know, Midnight Mass is one of those shows where, like, you're really into it. And you don't want to stop watching. But for me personally, there's a time, probably when I was midway through, I just stopped watching for a week or two. Mm, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, let's start free discussion real quick. Yeah, we'll That's do not- spoiler free, and then about halfway through, we'll go to spoilers. Sure. So, yeah, we'll yes. elaborate more on things there. So, spoiler free. So, you know, we already went through the plot. Uh, the characters, fantastic. Um, I know. But, well, before we get into that, um, what about like the Rotten Tomatoes IMDb letterbox score? Should we... oh, yeah. Um, 
Hold up. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes critics have it at an 89%, 8. 8.5% rating. And then the audience is 76% and a 3.9 average rating out of uh, five. On Letterboxd, I believe, it has a 4.0. Yeah, Letterboxd is 4.0 out of 5. It was at like 4.2 with like the majority at 5, but then once more people started watching it, it went down a bit. Unfortunately. And then IMDb is a 7.7 out of 10. Okay. Uh, a bit low, but okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, 4.0, though, for Laramox, still really good. Yeah, that's really a Most movies can't even get over that. Yeah, but anyway, um, uh, the characters we fought, the main character of the show, uh, well, Riley, um, and and then also, what's uh, what uh, what's her name? Oh, Aaron, Aaron. They're yeah. like the two main characters of the show, sort yeah. of. Uh, especially Riley, you know, like we basically follow him through the entire series. Yeah, I thought uh, Riley and Aaron were pretty good characters, and. But they did their job, and they all have. They both had good arcs, and I, I thought they were good characters. Yeah, they were great. Um, but okay, my favorite character in the show. They they weren't those though. My favorite character yeah. was Father Paul. My favorite character was the sheriff. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, Father Paul. He's the he's the young priest who comes in the place of the monsieur. And he's played, Father Paul's played by Hamish Linklater, who gives one of the best performances of the year. And yeah, he's getting yeah. an Emmy nomination. Yeah, he's great. He, I think, well, I have two favorite characters, but he's number one. And then my second favorite character is. Don't um, say Bev Keen. Don't say Bev Keen. Bev Keen. <laughs> Are you joking? No, I'm serious. Yeah, I'm just joking. Uh, no, she's a great character, though. Um, one of the best villains of the year. Yeah, but sure. I thought she was well-written because you hated her so much, but that was the good thing. You hated her, and she was one of those characters you loved to hate, and I thought they did a pretty good job with that, instead of just making her one of those characters you just hate. Yeah, she's she's a great character. Uh, I hope I hope the actress I forget the actress played her. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Samantha Sloan in Samantha Sloan. I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, I hope she gets an Emmy nomination. Same with Amish Link later. I don't think the show will get much Emmy recognition, but I hope those two get the Emmy nominations because I think they they provide the best um, mm-hmm. performances. Yeah. Really, everybody delivers Emmy worthy performances, but those two especially, and those are like, yeah, which made those two, especially Father Paul, my favorite character. Hmm. I just think their performance is great. And, um, yeah, and also, honestly, Player has to go on a lot of monologues that don't cut. Yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's just great. I can't. And this is the first time I've seen him in, like, anything as well. 
Yeah, same here. But I think every single cast member, this was my first time seeing them, except for this is surprising. Not surprising that I've seen him in something. Henry Thomas is in this. He's Ed Flynn. Yeah. So the kid from E.T. is the dad. I didn't even realize that. I didn't even realize it either until I saw who was in it. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. He's on a lot of Flanagan stuff, though. Hmm. Yeah, this is also, I forgot to mention, this is my first Flanagan thing. Yeah, this is my first Flanagan, too. Yeah, I've been meaning to watch all those movies for a while, but I just haven't gotten to it. Next what, what? Doctor Sleep looks fine, but I don't think it looks that great. And then Hush, I heard, was pretty good, but it's a Netflix movie, so I have very low expectations. That one doesn't look that great, but it's Mike Flanagan. I'm sure it's great. It's Netflix, so it probably sucks. It's Mike Flanagan, though. The only movie of his that looks fine is Absinta, but yeah. But, I mean, just from Midnight Mass, I can tell this guy is a genius. I want to see everything he's done now. And I can't I can't wait for his TV show next year, his next limited series next year. It's going to be so good. Is he the modern-day David Lynch to you? No. He's okay, because not... you're calling him a genius on one show, and you said that with David Lynch, so. Yeah, but he, I mean, yeah. He's an interaction, right? All great here. Yeah, because like what you said with uh, Father Paul doing what like, so many monologues, but the dialogue was just really good. Where like obviously a lot of it goes to Hamish Linkletter's performance, but the monologues were really good because the dialogue. Mm. Like, it was very well written, and it all felt believable. Like, it was just a very well written show. Yeah, and this is like it's about religion. Yeah, I honestly didn't know what this was about when I started it. I just heard it was really good, and I, I just thought the trailers looked pretty good, so I started it, and yeah. I knew it was about religion. I didn't know anything else, though. But I thought it was like a mystery show. I didn't know that it was going to have... Uh, I, I don't know how to explain without spoilers. Um, the Supernatural. Mm, yeah. yeah, I was actually one the I was actually excited for this before it even came out. I was one of the few people who actually was like, "Oh, this looks pretty good." Yeah, I remember seeing like the previews for it because I like to scroll through the new and popular section on Netflix quite a bit to see what's coming up. And I remember seeing this on there, but I didn't really think much of it because I really only look for movies because I don't really watch TV much. I watch TV, so I look for TV shows. Yeah, I pretty much only find what, one, two movies in the coming this week section. Everything is in the worth the wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, more the dog, uh, harder they fall. Uh, uh, what's the other one? Yeah, I forgot what the other one was, but Power of the Dog looks incredible. But Midnight Mass, I remember seeing it, nothing much of it, but then once it came out, I thought, hey, this is getting really good reviews. I might want to check this out. Yeah, I mean, it's horror, so I wanted to check it out instantly. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, I don't know. But, um, yeah, direction, 
writing, fantastic. Um, you know, even though I don't, I'm not into religion, I still really liked it. Uh, I'm not a religious person at all, so. Um, and I was able, and it's also like, it's a really bingeable series as well. Um, yeah. It was one of those where I was like, I want to watch Midnight Mass, but I wanted to watch something else instead. So I can't really say for sure if it's bingeable since I didn't binge it. But I did always have that like, feeling of wanting to watch it. So I guess I could say it was. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's a very bingeable So I mean, but, I think, yeah, I think it's one of the most bingeable Netflix shows I've seen, honestly. Uh, it has that, like, it has a cliffhanger practically at the end of every episode besides the finale. Pretty much. And that really keeps you in. And there are some twists that can get predictable, but I have a mm-hmm. few, but but after they did something predictable and you're like, eh, that, that, that wasn't really that smart. They do this twist that like, blows your mind and then you start to see what like, the foreshadowing and all the clues hinting to it where it doesn't feel far-fetched at all. They they were able to create hints and build it up without you really noticing. Yeah. Yeah. Which the show like this show has a lot of shocking moments in it as well. A lot of surprising moments. Which I always love in TV. Yeah, we'll we'll get to those when we get into spoilers. Yeah, there's yeah, there's a couple moments where I was like, wow. Can't believe they did that. My question is, were there any moments where you openly gasped? Not really. I don't do that. Yeah, same here. Stranger Things made me gasp, but that was when I was easily impressed with anything. Mm, yeah, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of surprising moments, though. But, I mean, I see a couple things coming. Or, well, I saw, like, one thing coming. That's it. Hmm. You don't really, I don't, you don't really know where it's going. And, like, once you, like, I always, when I was starting it, I, I had no idea by the finale that's what the show was going to be, but that's what it ended up being. Yeah, because at the beginning of the show, I thought it was going to be another Netflix mystery. And I went, okay, this is pretty good. I'm enjoying this. And then around episode three, it took a turn. I'm thinking, okay, this isn't just a mystery and like what's of what's going on this is going to become like a horror series because of the big shock they did in episode three and four well the shocks they did and once you get to the finale it changed from this mystery show to complete horror supernatural this is what's happening yeah i will say the first two episodes yeah the first are fine but i wouldn't say they're perfect because it to me i think it was setting everything up perfectly but it didn't have the best execution because the screenplay and dialogue were great the plotting was great i just think it could have been a little bit better yeah uh and yeah yeah, but episode three is when things start going, and that's when it gets really good. Yeah, I think one and two are good. Three was mind-blowing, 
four was a little slow, but five, six, and seven were in- just incredible. I think one and two are really good, and then three to seven are just phenomenal. It's some really good television. It really is. I mean, like, it's the best, probably the best limited series I've seen. Wow. I haven't seen many limited series. I think I think I prefer WandaVision over this, but I'm not what? sure. But I might prefer WandaVision. I, no. I can't really say. I really need to think about WandaVision did Ralph Boner. <laughs> WandaVision did have Ralph Boner. Imagine Ralph Boner in Midnight Mass. That would be awful. You would be going nuts. Nah. Yeah, Midnight. I think Midnight Mass is probably the best limited series I've seen. I haven't seen Man of Brothers or Chernobyl or Watch. Man of Brothers looks like it could become my favorite limited series because I love war movies. Um, and I just and I think it looks like a masterpiece. It looks. It's a documentary though. I don't like documentaries so. I thought it was more like a dramatization. Uh, it's, it's basically a documentary. Oh. Yeah, I'm probably not going to watch it. But anyway. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely. Like, also cinematography. It looks amazing. Yeah, there are some really good shots. And yeah, the there four- are some jump scares in this. And the cinematography really let, helped with the effect of a lot of them. Yeah, the 4K looks amazing. Um, or, well, what they claim to be 4K. Uh, yeah, because what I was setting up a, what my grandma's fire stick, and I was logging in, and I was on Netflix with it, and they were showing upgrade to 4K UHD, and they showed the difference between HD and 4K. I have HD Netflix, and... The 4K looked exactly the same. The HD resolution was pathetic on what they were showing. So they weren't giving honest picture quality because they were just trying to sell. It's not 4K. Netflix is not 4K. Yeah, I have 4K Netflix, and it's, I mean, it looks nice, I guess. I mean, 4K disc is true 4K. Like, Uh, streaming doesn't have 4K. Maybe Prime Video, because it has to... Prime Video has the effect of 4K, but it doesn't have the picture of 4K. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I do. Uh, please release this on 4K. It won't happen, but do it, bro. Do it, Netflix. Um, they won't. Uh, Weird Story did get a Blu-ray release with the Criterion Collection, but I don't think Midnight Mass is going to get a 4K release. It's not. Um, yeah, I think, honestly, that's it for spoiler-free. Yeah, but we really can't let like, talk about the show without spoiling it. You can't. Like with going really in depth with it. You just can't. I mean, you can mention like the common things and like the things between every single TV show in existence: the performances, the directing, writing, character, cinematography. But you can talk about that. But to really go in depth, you cannot do this without spoilers. Yep. Yeah. Do grades now? Um. Yeah. Let's do our grades. Um. For the well, actually, let's save our grades for the end. All right. All right.
right, so spoilers. If you haven't seen Midnight Mass, you're about to get spoiled. In five, four, three, two, one. Spoilers. Last off. Well, the show is about vampires. Yes, there are vampires. But Father Paul claims it's an angel. It's a vampire. It's a... Yeah. Yeah, and he... He, our father is the monster, basically. Yeah, father, what, what did you think of that twist? Good. Yeah, I thought it was uh, good and far-fetched because when, when they explained it and what was really going on, I was going, wow, they built this up perfectly. This is, that was one of the best twists I've seen in a TV show. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great twist. And then, so, and the angel you know, nearly kills him, but the angel gives him his blood. And so then he's the age back into his young self. And then he unleashes, he brings it to the island and unleashes it on the the town. And yeah, I mean, it eventually it gets, it gets to the point where he's killing, well, sort of killing people. Yeah, and I don't, the he, finale. He, he never truly means to kill anybody. He, he kills, he kills, um, What's his name? Joe, I think. Is that his name? Yeah, Joe Collie. Yeah, Joe. You know, because he, cause he was hugging him. And then he slipped and fell, and then he, he drinks his blood. So he never intentionally kills anybody, I guess. But, so. I mean, the finale, though, kills everyone. But Everybody's dead. I, yeah. Except for uh, Lisa and... What was, the, what was Riley's brother? Like, Walter? I don't know. I'm bad. I think it was Warren. I don't know. But, um, I like that the first character, well, Joe's technically the first character dead, but. Well, his dog was technically, but his dog wasn't really, like, a character. Dog dog ain't humanoid. Um, he was the first, like, he was the first person to die. Yeah, but Riley's first, like, truly main character to die. I know, because like, Joe was Joe is as supporting a character as you could get. Yeah, so I and I like that. I, you know, I thought I I wasn't expecting that to have the main character be the first one dead, but he is. Yeah, because when he died, I was like, I can see where they're going with this. I can see why they're killing him off. But at the same time, the shock value is there. Yeah. yeah. It was really like one of the things I, w- I could see coming because like, the vamp- in episode four when they did the twist ending where the vampire like, starts drinking his blood, that was shocking. But once that happened, I was like, okay, he's going to die. He is going to die and he's probably going like, to die with Aaron or his parents. So. Yeah. Yeah. He dies with Aaron on the boat. Yeah, I think the the sixth episode, the end where he reveals the angel to every, or well, the angel appears in the church when the sheriff's trying to leave, which we'll get to him in a second. But yeah, yeah, and and, and then uh, his father Paul's lover shoots him in the head. I was like, oh crap, because I thought he died. Um, but he's not dead. I know when when she shot when. When she shot him, I was like, 
holy crap, what is, oh, okay, this is going to take a dark turn, but when he got to his, but in a way, I wish they would have kept him dead, no. but as a twist leading into the finale, but in the same time, it was like, they needed to keep him alive to really have the impact in the finale, so in yeah. a way, I wanted him to stay dead, um, but in another way, I wanted him to come back. I didn't want him to die. He's my favorite character, so. Yeah. He's, like, honestly, like, one of my favorite TV characters now. Wow. I just think he's a great villain. Like, he's a really... Him and Bev are really good. Some of the best TV villains, probably. Yeah, because with Bev, you hate her so much. She's one of the most hateable characters of the 2020s in TV, at least of the probably five shows I've seen from 2020s, from the 2020s. And she's just one of those characters you hate, you hate her, but she's a good character because yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, they're up there. They're up there with some of the best TV villains I've seen, at least, you know. Yeah, they're up there with, like, Tony Soprano, honestly. Like, they're great characters. Wow. Yeah. Tony okay, Soprano. I have I have seen the Sopranos, but that seems a little too far. You haven't seen it? No, but I want to so bad. Yeah, I mean Sopranos has flaws, but Tony Soprano, like probably the best TV character ever and best villain. They're up there. But they're probably a few spots below him. Hmm. I don't know, I can't think of any other TV villains off the top of my head. But um Agatha Harkness. She sucks. Um yeah, and like the whole final episode is just insane. Like, um, they're burning basically. I, when I, like, the first half of the finale, I'm sort of like, okay, this is kind of, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I like this, honestly. I'm like, like, everybody's a vampire now, except for like, yeah, seven people. <laughs> I know. So, when they did that, I was like, really? This is what they're doing? And, and, and I was like, they're killing every single person, and... Yeah. On paper, in the finale, I was like, they're really gonna kill everyone? Oh my god, this is this is probably the worst ending to a show I've seen. But then, the way... And they did. They did kill everyone. Except for Warren and Lisa. But the way they did it, with Ed and what Annie, I think's her name, what their final dance, and what them all singing, I thought how they sent them off was good, so... What I thought was going to be terrible turned out to be a pretty good ending. I think once I think once Father Paul finds his daughter, um, or well, no, right when he, right when Father Paul meets back up with Bev is when I was like, okay, this finale is great. Um, yeah, and I liked how they um, had what Ali or Ali uh, with the sheriff. That was a pretty good ending. They're right there. Yeah, they're doing the little, little thing before yeah. he before he dies. Um, and and yeah, yeah, and, and um, Aaron uh gets killed off. I know. I was not expecting them to do that. I kind of was, um, because she had that conversation with Riley about death. Because she had, she missed Carrie, her baby. True. Which, 
thing, which I, I'm confused about the baby. I don't know what's going on there. I think the vampire blood is what killed the baby. Maybe. Because know. the baby couldn't, because with babies taking the mother's, I think that's how it works, like the nutrients from the blood. I think that's how it works. And with the vampire blood in Aaron, I don't think it helped the baby's development. So the baby died and she miscarried. Yeah. I think that's I think that's how it works. I'm I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, but she sort of she sort of sacrificed because like the angel got her, but then she was sort of like, but then she was coming as wings. Yeah, I was like, oh, she's actually she's she intentionally did this. Yeah, and like every time the the angel went up to go check his, on his wings, she would just make him go back to drinking her blood. I was like, oh, good plan. Or, well, not the most beneficial plan to Aaron, but yeah, I think all the character deaths were, were good. I thought the Father Paul, Father Paul's daughter, uh, the doctor, Dr. Uh, Sarah Jinx, uh, on Jinx, uh, uh, yeah, I thought, I thought her death was really well done and you know father paul's trying to give her the blood and she's just like spinning out and yeah yeah and once again how much we later get this man an emmy get him an emmy mm-hmm. yeah best born actor year besides him peters so how much link letters your second favorite actor now and you've only seen him in one thing <laughs> I'm saying second best support role. I don't know. He might be better than Evan Peters. I don't know. Wow. I, I would. Wow. I'm talking about the performances in America. I'm talking. I know. About- I know you're doing performances, but wow. How much Linklater has more time? Evan Peters is in Maravich now for like 30 minutes. And- I was not expecting that from you. Yeah. How much Linklater is so good? Are you going to watch everything he's in now? Nah. nah. I don't even know what he's in. He's a good Same. actor. Yeah. I don't think I don't think he's been in very much honestly. I know I know yes. I know the husband of Lily Ray. That's all I know about him. And that that he's in this. But I need I probably should check out some some more movies he's in. Hmm. Yeah, but um, yeah, all the deaths are done pretty pretty well. Yeah, but what did you think of how they handled the twist with the angel slash vampire? Uh, it was good. I don't know. I was happy to see vampire. I'm this year is the year of vampires. I know. Like, I think it was this year that Chloe Zhao's Dracula gets released. Uh, well, not released, gets announced, and um. Dracula's 90th anniversary, it gets re-released. Um, what else with the vampires? Like, especially in TV, like, with vampires. Vampires are back. Yeah. With- if you're gonna make James Bond vampire hunter. Uh, I'm not talking about James Bond. Uh, I, I'm, make, I'm making a joke, saying that they're gonna make James Bond the vampire hunter. Yeah, but, like, especially with vampires in TV, like, they're back. 
with the with this and um which they never even say the word vampire in midnight mass i know that so that was like weird i don't know what they were going with that i'm not surprised with that but um yeah with this and um speaking of Evan peters the new season of American Horror Stories, Vampires, sort of. Um, so, yeah, Vampires are back. And I gotta say, both of those shows, both of these things, like, both these shows did Vampires really well. I think they did them. I'm a huge, I really like Vampires. I think they're good monsters. I think they did them pretty well. Even though I don't know if the angel is technically... I mean, it is a vampire, but it's a vampire with wings. Yeah. Yeah, but, which, oh yeah, the jump scares. There's a couple jump scares. In yeah, here. jump scares, like episode four. I was watching it at night, and I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. But I could, I was like, anticipating a jump scare when Riley walks in. So and I was drinking water and having a snack at the time. So I set the water down just in case there was so I wasn't drinking and boom jump scare and now I'm choking on water. <laughs> um, so I was anticipating it, but I was still I still jumped. Wow. Yeah. Which I, I will say this show I I'm find the show scary. But it's a really good show. Yeah I'm somewhat easy with the jump scares but it's not easy for a movie to scare me scare me because I know it's all fake yeah I don't get scared by movies or TV you know, like Nightmare on Elm Street it's creepy but it's fake that movie's so scurry but I liked that one with the whole dream concept I watched it for the first time a couple days ago but this isn't Nightmare on Elm Street this is Midnight Mass yeah, I mean, uh, uh, what was I going to say? I don't know. But, um, yeah, Bet, um, speaking about Bet, did we talk about Bev? I don't know if we did. But, uh, I think we we did talk about Bev because, well, uh, I did, saying she's hateable, but that's why she's good. Yeah, she's, she's a lot like people in real life. Um, but she's the Dolores Umbridge of TV shows mm -hmm. from Harry Potter. Um, the sheriff also. Yeah, the sheriff. He, I would say he was my favorite character, but I can't say for sure. Probably him though. Who um? Who else would you consider to be your favorite character? Um. It's honestly hard. Uh, who would be number two? Is he um, for sure your number one? What was that? Is he for sure your number one? The sheriff? Yeah. Probably. Hmm. I mean, Father Paul's probably number two. That's surprising. That's surprising. The sheriff number one. But I thought he, he was a good character, and I thought they gave him a really good arc, and his death was very good. And yeah, yeah, he was a pretty good character. Now that I think about it, I mean, there are people with better arcs, but I enjoyed the sheriff's screen presence more than others. Like, 
Aaron and Riley, of course, had much better arcs. They were much better developed and they had better deaths. But I didn't think their screen presence was as good as the supporting characters like Father Paul, Bev, um, the sheriff. Um, also, the show was pretty similar to. You were cutting out a bit. What was that? Mm-hmm. Had a little bit of technical difficulties there. <laughs> um, my internet's been acting up all day. Anyway, what were you saying? Oh, the show has some, I think, two hard monologues. One for. Don't remember. Uh, Lena? Uh, Lisa? I think, I don't like when, when Lisa's talking to Joe about forgiveness? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that one was like, wow. It didn't make but I was like, yeah. Yeah, TV. like, I didn't get emotional in the show at all, but it had its moments. That. Yeah, and then uh, Aaron with her. Yeah, that part was like, ah, wow, that was. So, is there anything else to talk about? Uh, yeah. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, um, uh, never mind. So, did we get everything, then? I think, I don't know. But then... I forgot. Yeah, I think that's it. Alright, so covered everything then. Uh, like we got the characters down, uh, plotting. We Yes, so uh, what was your favorite episode of the show? I don't know. I would probably say episode 6 because it left a really good cliffhanger and it built up the finale really well, and it was very entertaining. So I'd go number six, well, episode six. Yeah, that that church scene. Of, I know. Like, but... you know like, passing out. Yeah, and the sheriff having to watch what like, Ali, what, what, thinking he's dead. Yeah, and then everybody just killing, killing everybody else. Everybody who didn't mm-hmm. drink blood. Yeah, pretty good. So, I'm... Yeah, and also, I like that the, the two characters who did survive were the ones who survived. Yeah, because but it shows that, like, uh, oh, how do I say it? Uh, I, I don't know what I'm even saying. <laughs> um... And also, at the end, she's like... I can't feel my legs again. Yeah, because that completely shows that the vampire stuff has weared out and it's all gone back to normal. Well, not normal, but it's gone back to before 
Father Paul slash Monsignor Pruitt. I I really like at the end of episode two, um, is a really good cliffhanger because she she walks and I I know and he's like he's like stand up Father Paul's like stand up and you see he seems like such a jerk there. I know. It's all it. Just thinking about it, it kind of makes me laugh because everybody it looks like they're about to kill him. I know. <laughs> And I was like, okay, they're building, she's going to walk, she's going to walk. And then she did, I was like, and I didn't really have, but to me with that, it, it, it was emotional. You felt the triumph and like you felt the, like, what's the word? Uh, you felt the emotion that she came, that she's able to walk again. And the cast did a phenomenal job with that scene. But I think the build up to it, of Father Paul telling her to come up the stairs and let stand. I think that went on a bit too long, which took away the, uh, it took away some of the emotion that it could have had. So I think if it was like five, 10, maybe 15 seconds shorter, then it probably would have had more emotion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, I don't know, I just find it kind of funny how everybody just reacts to him. I know, they're like, you, 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 you jerk. Yeah, it's, it's good. And I, yeah. Honestly, the pilot was probably my least favorite episode. I thought it was good. Like, um, um, Lock and Key. I'm watching that currently. The second season. Hmm. The pilot, the first couple episodes are normally pretty weak. I think the internet is on my part because it's raining heavily and it's been terrible all day, so I don't know. Dang. Yeah. So, uh, you were talking about TV pilots. Yeah, Netflix TV pilots. I think they're weak. Yeah, I mean, this one. What? Don't get me wrong. The pilot for Midnight Mass is very good, but I think it's just the weakest one of the show because it's setting it up too much and not really having as much entertainment value as the other episodes. I think probably every other Netflix original show pilot. But I think that's it for Midnight Mass. All right, so out of five, what do you give Midnight Mass? This is our rating. I want I want you to go first. You finished this a week ago. I'm still thinking. <laughs> um, let's see. At the moment, right now, I'm gonna go with a four and a half out of five, and the grade A minus. I'm gonna give the show an A. I think it's uh, it's a really good show. It could I I'm probably gonna rewatch this next October. I guarantee it, or maybe a couple months. So it might go up to an A plus. I don't know. It's a really good show. I just think the first episode's a little too slow. Really good. It's it's good television. So definitely. 
Um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, shows on right now, but, um, you know, Squid never. Uh, and Squid might, um, may have just gotten to Stranger Things popularity level. It's the most popular Netflix show ever, actually. Really? Yeah. It's got it's got more views than Bridgerton. It's bigger than oh my god. Yeah. Biggest Netflix show ever. So and if you want a review for that, we're not gonna do it. Yeah, I have I have zero interest in in Bridgerton because it's not my thing. I'm not into that kind of period piece. I'm talking about Squid Game. Oh. Yeah, Squid Game, probably not going to review that. I don't think it looks that good, in my opinion. You're not going to watch it? Probably not. It looks like... But it looks decent. I'm going to watch it just because it's so huge right now. Everybody is talking about it. I know, and it looks like the Hunger Games... It looks like it's in between the Hunger Games books and the Hunger Games movies. Yeah, it looks it looks decent. But I'm gonna give I'm gonna give it a shot just because I'm such a huge TV buff. So yeah, I don't know if it'll be better than the Midnight Mass. Which I don't know, Midnight Mass might be the best Netflix original show as well. Better than Stranger Things. Yeah. Oh wow! I mean, season two was kind of weak for Stranger Things, but one in three. Like Stranger Things more than this. What was that? You like Stranger Things more than this? Yes. Really? I like the characters in the mystery more. I think the acting, cinematography, directing, writing's better on Midnight Mass. Yeah, I think the acting's better, but it's it's harder to compare because Stranger Things is mostly child actors, so you can't really put them on the same level as, like, Hamish Linkletter and Kate Siegel. Yeah, but I do hope the show... I do hope Midnight Mass gets nominated for some Emmys. It won't, but I hope. There's hope. I really want Hamish Linkletter to win that Emmys. The best supporting actor of the year. Maybe. I don't know. I I, I have to rewatch Mirror Beast Town. Um, I haven't rewatched that yet. Um... But, yeah, I hope he gets nominated for, like, all the awards. Uh, hmm. It deserves it. Do you think, um, what's it called? Min- Midnight Mass. Uh, do you think it'll get a Golden Globe nomination for Best Limited Series? Probably not. Yeah, I, I don't think it will either. I don't pay attention to the Golden Globes. Me neither. Golden Globes suck. It does. I mean, the only good thing about the Golden Globes is La La Land holds the record for most wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I hope... It'll probably just get, like, production nomination for the Emmys. It's just, like... It deserves a nomination for Best Series. It, it, well, Best it, Limited Series. Yeah. We'll probably not get nominated. Yet Sarah Paulson get nominated for appearing in American Horror Story for 10 minutes. Just let that sink in for a second. These are truly true. Yeah, I mean, so all the award shows suck. 
Oh, this Emmys was awful. I, I I saw the opening and it was so bad. Like I wasn't planning on watching it. I just saw it was on TV and the opening was just so bad. The only good part was Evan Peters screaming Kate Winslet. That was it. Everyone was going nuts over that. Yeah, I want to see the actors who put... And this was filmed during COVID, by the way. Like, hmm. it was filmed in August 2020. So... Wow. It... It must have been really hard to make this, and I think they made something really, really good, and I think they should get award recognition, but they won't. But this was better than most of the movies that have come out in 2021. Yeah, it's basically a long movie. But when you look at the 2021 movies, nothing has really yeah, gotten... Yeah, it's been I mean, my top ten of the year is all four and a half. I'd probably put my entire top 10 over Midnight Mass. But I've seen 52 movies in 2021, and it's just out of the top 10. Yeah, that's how good TV is. Yeah, I, um, my favorite year is Dune, but I don't, and I don't think that'll change. Yeah, Midnight Mass is better than Dune, but um, Midnight you Mass is a really good... Have you even seen Dune? <laughs> yeah. Wait, really? You see it? You've you've seen it? Yeah, two stars. Um, oh, you, you're joking because you knew I gave it a five. Speaking of Dune, we're going to be covering that soon. That's going to be our... In two episodes, we're doing David Lynch's crappy, pathetic Dune versus Denis Villeneuve's masterpiece Dune. Yeah, the next episode we're gonna be doing Universal Monsters. Yes, we'll and that's gonna be Halloween. So in two days we're recording yeah. again. Wait, what? Halloween's in two days. Yep. So we're recording another episode in two days. Yeah. Anyway. Or we can just record it tomorrow and publish it on Halloween. Anyway, uh, that's gonna be a long episode, so. Yes, it will. Eight movies that we're going in depth with. So I look forward to that. Also, maybe we'll cover some more TV in the future. I don't know. I mean, we should, but there just isn't much TV yeah, that we have common interest in. You are a TV person. Yeah, because I don't watch TV much, and the TV I do watch, it's Disney, so you don't have interest. Are you going to watch Lock and Key? Yes, I do want to see that. Maybe we'll cover that in the future. Who knows? Or maybe we can talk about how amazing animated Disney shows are and how crappy the live-action stuff is that I have no interest in seeing. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. We'll think. Yeah, there's a lot of TV right now. Lots. So, who knows? You know, maybe we'll cover... Who knows? Probably We're going to cover Hawkeye, so... We are? Yeah. Oh, well, look forward to that. Anyway, see y'all. All right, see ya. Bye.